0: Now begins the fight of a lifetime we can end it. Okay, folks, we are back, and uh, the quality of this introduction will be just as poor as the quality of the outro of the first half of this show, so there you have it. Uh, We're going to continue talking about uh, MMOs because that's uh, my newest obsession, and um, I can't think of anything else, so might as well talk about it.
1: Man, I sure needed that long break that we definitely had. (laughs) That
0: long, long, long break. Um, My name's Glee. That was Sorin. Uh This is New Pants, um, and we're going to uh, talk to you uh, today about the rest of the... Gosh, I wish I wish I could guesstimate in my brain mind how far along we would have gotten to that we broke this, so I could pretend like I'm introducing this at the start of the actual stuff they're going to hear next.
1: You can just edit it in later and just, just record it as your bit, and just slice that in. Hmm.
0: Yeah, but you see, it's, it's not. Then you wouldn't be there, and so there wouldn't be. You know, it's really. It's funny that you say that because when I tried to do stuff like that, it is very obvious that I'm by myself. It uh, sounds. I sound completely different when there's nobody else there. <laughs> so, um, you know, that would be kind of like fibbing. You know, and um, my my dead mama would rise out to the ground and uh, and smack me up my buttocks if I was to do that. So. Um, there you have it. That was your impromptu, um, handcrafted, artisanal, um, gluten-free uh, introduction to the second half of this fascinating, fascinating, fascinating topic. Momo's for victory. Please enjoy. <coughs> We, now that we've designed the perfect MMOs that will never be built, uh, let's talk about three specific games we know a little or slightly more than a little about. Uh, we'll talk some more about EVE Online because that's kind of the standard that I'm measuring stuff against, you know, be that, you know, a good idea or not. Uh, Amazon's New World. Um, and then also I definitely want to talk about your latest find for the group, um, uh, Project Gorgon, which um, you you have turned so many folks in our, in our immediate group and our... Um, uh, sort of um, extended group um, to this game so quickly. I'm, I'm just like it's like jaw drop. It's like I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, at Buddha in there talking about um, Project Gorgon. I'm just going, I, I never would have believed
1: that he would have um, signed on for that. So, I think the thing is just that you can try the game for free, and then you just get hooked because it just, it just pulls you right in.
0: Yeah. God, that's what I'm, you know, and we've talked about this on, on previous shows too, is that's what I, what is so important to me is having a game that, you know, about 4.30, it's like, oh, it's all I can think about. It's like, I got to get out of here. You know, it's like, well, do you have, do you have those financials for, I, tomorrow, I got, we're, we're, we're raiding. I got to go, you know. <laughs> um, haven't had one of those for a while, you know. I mean, Sea of Thieves definitely was was, was that, but um, we've talked about why, why those sort of um episodic well not really episodic more um uh, encounter based games are different you know you you do you repeat encounters and the encounters may be different but you're basically doing a series of encounters there's a real iterative process to the gameplay dynamic and uh, the thing that changes is your progress and um your loot uh you know your gear and, um, and these are all fine things, and um, at some point it's just not enough. All right, so um, EVE Online and, you know, why do, we, why do I um, think that it works so well? Um, and that, that's a bit of a rhetorical question because EVE doesn't work well for most gamers. I think that's a fair thing to say. I think most people that try, I would love to see the statistic of how many people have actually tried EVE and how many people are, you know, are, are still there. Um, at the end of the trial period. Because even when it wasn't free to play, there was uh, like a seven-day trial period, I think, when I signed up the first time in 2016. You could play for a week, and then if you didn't want to play, you know, thanks for trying us. um, you know, hope you you find your way. Don't let the ass hit you on the way out. Um, So without, you know, getting too much into, you know, kind of, Macro level gamer tastes and preferences. Um, maybe we we could consider why Eve is still going a going thing these twenty years in. And um, in in one of my rabbit holes, um, I came across um, a a video by IGN, and I forget the name of it. I think I think it actually had to do with the Matani, uh, but in the um, in that video uh, they there's a short interview with uh, CCP games uh, CEO Hilmar v- I guess it would be Wagner w- Wagner Wigger w- Weiger VIEGAR and they they introduced him as uh, an enormous red-headed Viking <laughs> <laughs> anywhere he wants sir <laughs> <laughs> And so anyway, Hilmer, we'll just call him Hilmer. Um, he said in this 2015 interview that, because um, uh, people were asking, this reporter was asking him what he thought about the Matani, who was at that point very controversial um, and, um, you know, was referred to as a warlord in the game. And uh, what he said was, he says, I think it's great. He said, um, he said, you know, a lot of people don't like him, and I think that's fine, uh, because we built the game to create its own intergalactic space overlords. Um, You know, they didn't create the Mitanni. The Mitanni created himself, uh, but he used the environment that they presented or or supplied to him to do that. And he said, he went on and said that he, we want to be the janitors. Uh, You know, we want, and when he said that, I immediately flashed on, what was it? Viscera project or whatever it was. Viscera or, um, cleanup detail. Yeah. Viscera cleanup. Just Jesus. Uh, I'm never going to get that out of my head. You yeah. know that never coming out of my head. Um, and, um, maybe with a new mom. And he said, <laughs> I, I got it. I, everything is dirty in my life since then. Uh, <laughs> we want to be the janitors. We want to put the players on the stage and let them control the agenda. Um, it was perfect. Um, he said, you know, create the space and the tools and allow the players to create the game they want to play. And I noticed, I noticed that, um, that uh, what's his name, um, uh, from Amazon, uh, we'll get to his name later, but the, uh, the uh, director of game design for uh, New World, those were exact words that he used too. He said, allow the players to let us know the game they want to play. Which I think you know is not doesn't it doesn't uh, calm all my panic from that last video they put out, but it it does it does I think you know um, indicate that there's a possibility that they could go back the other way um, on this whole this whole controversy, which we will uh, discuss in a few moments. But I I sort of the opposite thing. But what gets that? Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, Hilmer, um, he's he's big, he's redheaded, he's a Viking. Um, go to Iceland. Uh, pay $500 a night for a hotel room. Mm, I'd rather go to Vegas. Um, so anyway, um, I personally, myself, my, my own Eve journey, uh, and this is kind of curious, too, because I started doing a little digging, and I figured this out. Um, I remember the first time I saw Eve, and it was uh, in... in this is covered kind of a little bit in the book. I'm not in the book, but um, this phenomena of of uh, of what the world was like when Eve first launched uh, was in there. And so the first time I saw Eve was um, on a shelf at a Barnes and Noble, you know, and and that was you know we bought games at Barnes and Noble. That was a that was one of the places. I mean, we had a few computer stores, but we didn't really we didn't really have. We didn't have, like, a Best Buy at that point, I mean, because there just wasn't that much consumer computer stuff. Um, but uh, you could go to uh, bookstores. Um, sometimes, like, Target, you know, or Walmart would have, you know, PC games that you would buy off the shelf. Um, and so that was in 2003. Um, and this is the year that Eve came out, and so I picked up the box and I took a look at it, and I said, "Oh wow, you know," and it had you know the sort of spreadsheets in space look even back then, you know, where it was like showing all the stuff and all the you know the laser lines and all the stuff. Spreadsheets
1: oh, wow. in space. <laughs>
0: exactly. And I looked at it and I go, "Huh, that's kind of interesting," um, you know, and it, and it has some verbiage on there, I think, about you know you know rule the galaxy, you know um, conquer, you know. Conquer your enemies, you know, take face stuff. Um, and But that's not why I was at the store that day. Um, so I put the game back down, and I instead picked up Planetside, which had just been released by Sony Online Entertainment. And because I was working at that time with a guy who was playing Planetside with a, a, a fairly, fairly good-sized group of his friends. And so he had told me about it, and he said, invited me to come join his group. And so I... I went with, uh, with the, uh, the Planet side. And um, so, uh, you know, it's going through the in preparation for the show, I was thinking, man, how, how could my life have maybe, my gaming life have been different if I, at that point, had, you know, stuck with Eve or maybe bought both of them and tried them both um, and actually taken a shine to it. But um, I went with the MMO FPS game. And I think that, especially given my history with FPS games prior to that, with, um, um, you know, with Doom and and then with Halo. um, When did Halo come out? Halo was, was that, when was Xbox? That was
1: after 2000, wasn't it? Uh, I think right around 2000, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So anyway, um, so I, you know, I had a lot, I was comfortable in FPS games. I was not... You know the, the whole third person perspective, you know isometric view thing, was seemed a little weird to me. Um, so I didn't really th- I didn't think that much about it. I didn't go ew and you know make make like disgusted teenage girl noises or anything. But I did uh, I did very firmly place that box back on the shelf and said not today, sir. Um, so anyway, um, I'm, not, I'm not sorry that things worked out that way. I just you know sort of wonder um, what might have happened. Uh, sometimes I, sometimes I, 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 I wish I had picked up boxes. Sometimes I don't, you know, it's case raw, Sarah is, um, what's her name used to say? Um, so anyway, um, the things about Eve that I think, um, are really, um, are really, uh, contributing to its longevity, uh, that players and player groups own everything in NullSec. um, and uh, if I'm, I think I've got most of this stuff accurate, but um, if I don't, uh, forgive me, just because I haven't played the game that much, but I have uh, done a, a little bit of research here in discussing it. And I think that, that the ownership, that's the most important thing because ownership creates purpose and it creates commitment. And sometimes it creates other things, um, uh, which uh, are, are, can be fun or frustrating or whatever. Um, and Eve has played live without a net. You eat what you kill, and you lose what you can't hold on to. And this is the thing I'm very concerned about with New World. Um, that's your not really a thing, thing Yeah. Your things are your own only so long as you can keep them. And I think that that's an important aspect for a competitive game like this. Um, and then also, the economy is 100% player source sourced and this makes the non-combat roles like the mining and the um the construction of the components and the ships uh that makes those jobs important and meaningful and i know that a lot of these really large groups in eve they are very focused on making that gameplay enjoyable for their you know, for new recruits. It's like, you know, yeah, you're going to start out mining. And here, we have an endless supply of mining ships. You know, if something bad happens, you just come get another one. Uh, So you're not actually going to lose your ship. You'll lose one of ours. Uh, But, you know, it's because what you're doing for us is so important because without the materials that you gather, we can't make the bigger ships that allow us to go out and either defend our existing territory or conquer new territory. So, I think that that you can't understate how important that is. Um, and then, of course, the um, um, and, and it's like like I said, because it is a hundred percent player sourced. It's Eve is driven by very real supply and demand dynamics. Um, you know, Tony Z's um, spreadsheets in space. Um, uh, Thing is very 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 cool. It's an excellent model, um, but um, to get the truest um, uh, uh, model, I mean, you if you know back when I was when I was doing economic reporting, I wouldn't be taking you know model generated data and then reporting it as you know what actually happened. <laughs> you know, I had to go to the Federal Reserve and get data that actually talked about what happened last quarter you know i mean no one cared well my model um, my model said last quarter everything was great it's like well then why is everybody out of a job i don't know the model says everything should be different well (laughs) i don't know what the real world did they should they should look at look at their uh, their decisions no um so i think that that's that's crucial um that 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 be um in place and rigorously adhered to and then there's the metagame, um, the spies, the double agents, the traitors, the thieves. Um, and these are some of the player-created roles in even. this is what we'll get back to what Hilmar was talking about, that stage that they set uh, for the players. These uh, player-created roles, which don't even need to exist inside the game itself. Um, and I think that that, um, that allows the game to remain alive and to continue to grow or, you know, mutate, um, if if, if uh, you prefer, in uh, different ways that uh, ensure that people are going to keep coming back. Um, I know people say, well, you know, if you think Eve is so great, Glee, why don't you play it? Why don't you play Eve and shut up about it? guy <laughs> And, like, I mentioned, that was my Napoleon Dynamite for the night, you know. You know. Um, I played Eve... <laughs> in 2016 for about six months and then i reactivated my account a week or so ago and in 2016 i was looking toward the future of those guys with ships and star citizen and wanted to get myself some exposure to large scale mmo or dynamic types of i didn't know what i was going to find there but i knew that i wouldn't find anything by just you know of uh, um, thinking about it, I need to go out there and see if I could, could figure some things out. And there were a couple of guys in those guys who were ships that were playing. Um, uh, Vendus was um, he had he had um, a Tgws Org and um, uh, Johnny Eleven Bravo was playing out there a lot too. And there were a couple of other guys that popped in and said, "Oh, hey, you know." And it was kind of weird because they would pop in. They go, "Hey, Glee, you're playing Eve. Wow, that's really cool." I hadn't really talked about it with other guys because you know i didn't want them to make fun of me see <laughs> <Like, laughs> you know, it's, it's okay it's okay It's uh, there's nothing wrong with lo- with loving a game um and so but anyway for me eve for me eve is the largest most involved 3d real-time strategy online board game in the history of everything <laughs> um and it's and when i'm playing it i am not immersed at all um uh i you know and i you know, you think about it you know like if you have all of these people and usually when i'm the last few times i've been on there's been about thirty thousand people online and you have all of these people all over the world playing like just this enormous um real-time game of risk to some extent i mean I've, i haven't played risk since i was a very young child so i don't know um you know about uh, all of the uh uh the minutiae but you have, which in itself is just an amazing thing. Um, and, you know, but was very appropriate for the tech of that time of 2003 to be able to, to do something like that. Um, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't stick with me. Um, and, you know, depending upon where um, our journey leads us going forward, I may end up back there again and have to figure out some way to, um, <laughs> to dance with the horse what brought me. Uh, but um, um, I'm hoping that one of these other things is going to work out for us, and that we um, I won't uh, I won't need to find my epic yayas yeah, um, uh, at the end of a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and you know and I, I do you know and if you think about it, I don't know if this makes sense to you but I think that you know Star Citizen could have been the MMO FPS version of Eve. Um, yeah, which we all
1: we all theory crafted about for hours every time new news. Well, they, of they talked epic a lot battle. about the the economy and how you could have like a factory and you could affect the economy so that you know you could start some sort of war or something and then own the bullet factory. Right. That was sort of right. The goal. Um, yeah. I, it's yeah. There was going to be consequences.
0: You know. There was going to be opportunity. There was going to be consequences. And um, and boy, that's that's Eve writ large. And yet. Here we are. So, anyway, I've yammered on enough about my thoughts on the EVE. Um, uh,
1: you have played it, correct? Um, maybe very, very briefly, yeah. it did, uh, Just the, the way the combat and things work didn't really draw me in. I, I need an action uh, aspect to things, even if mm-hmm. it's just like the bare minimum, like like Project Gorgon, where you've got that, that classic EverQuest, that, that tab-targeted combat. EVE is sort of even less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: well, you know enough about it. Um, because I know you're, you're, you're looking at it
1: with a, with a developer's eye.
0: Yeah. Um, I have listened to
1: talks given by the developers and all the interesting things that they've, uh, sort of contributed to the game over the years to, to keep the simulation going. Um, and it's, Mm -hmm. it is absolutely fascinating. Um, just the, the world that they've, created with you know in concert with their players not just uh, for their players i think that's really cool okay. okay
0: yeah yeah um so um what do you if you had to just the, uh, a short list of its
1: strengths and weaknesses from your perspective so strength wise I, I would say the the economy the persistence of the world the fact that players can own things um uh, strong PvP gameplay. Obviously, that that mm-hmm. creates a lot of content, especially when you combine that with the the player ownership and the player agency that they have in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the weaknesses are going to be the the graphics, the um, the network the networking technology does not always hold up under load, especially extreme mm-hmm. loads, which are, you know, it's the most interesting part of the game. Oftentimes, is when you have those extreme loads, when you have those huge battles. And their servers just Because they use keep a up. time dilation, right? Yeah. Especially, it's still lockstep networking and they just they let things slow down. And they still process all of those events because they have to and they, they process those events in order. So it just slows things yeah. down um, sort of by virtue of how it works. So that's a weakness. Um, I'm... And then the. The lack of, you know, physics and action and, and stuff like that, which would make the networking problem even worse for obvious reasons. Right, right. You know, because we're talking
0: about um, our concerns over, you know, so- socks and cocks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they, yeah, I mean, that would, can you imagine? Because in, in a lot of these, like I said, they, they literally have, a thousand players out in you know in one system um right so uh yeah it's you know if you're sending if you're sending all the information necessary back and forth to maintain the level of fidelity um we have uh in uh star citizen then um yeah it's and because they do it all on one server too which is, um, uh, I guess they actually have two. They have two servers. They're not connected. That's because China, <laughs> China said no. We'll be having our own server. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's nice to have that kind of pull in the club, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We
0: got three billion uh, people as a market. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No developers that begin with B. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, well, it sounds like we, we kind of appreciate the game for, the, the, for similar things, or at least similar themes. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's talk. Um, move on to Amazon's new world then. And uh, so this is going to be yet another opportunity to get in on the ground floor, you know, but of what? You know, I'm, I'm kind of less sure today than I was a couple of days ago um you know and that was the thing we, we had talked about too with um star citizen and one of the reasons that eve at, in 2016 wasn't that appealing um um because you know eve had been in 2016 eve had been out for 13 years and uh, i've made the mistake several times of you know not getting into a game because it's been out for a decade i'm just like well how much longer does it have i mean i did that with wow back in 2004 <laughs> i did that with um uh with uh, eve in 2016 um and there's been a couple of others too It's like well it's been out a couple of years i mean how long is this thing gonna last you know and everybody else has already got max characters you know so like i felt like i was always starting behind the curve and so i would just you know would lose interest um just seemed you know insurmountable to get past uh, get past the the initial hump and uh, become a part of the um of, of the, the cool kid group because um, i had i had been there for launch day in ion and in guild wars 2 and so you know i leveled up with everybody else and so i you know i, I felt a, a sense of, of belonging there that um wasn't present uh, for some of these other experiences but um so anyway ground floor excitements and concerns um and here's a few of mine and i'm basing all of these uh these uh, points off of the most recent video, um, the one featuring the game director, Scott Lane, and it's Scott with one T, which always kind of puts me a little a little off ease here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is titled uh, Community Q&A, full colon, PvP. Um, so check that out on the New World game... Uh, no, the Play New World uh, YouTube channel. So... Um, their focus, and he comes right out and says it, their focus since Alpha has been appeasing, and he used the word appeasing, people wanting more PVE content. It's um, more POI. What the hell is a POI? Point of interest. Really? Yep. Okay. I, that's what I, I, I... That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, and increasing the density of the poise. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Of course, I, I immediately thought that that was going to be another pill I would have to take, you know, because high-density high POI. You know, okay, um, Adding curation to the world, and I guess by curation they mean, like, story? Is that, is that what you, you think he means, that?
1: I I would assume so, or, like, maybe quests or just something to do that is explicitly told to you, as opposed to you having to find your own fun, like you would in a sandbox game which this isn't anymore. Okay, okay. okay.
0: Um, yeah, because he said to assist and guide players as the complexity of the changing game world around them you know, increased. Um, but, and he said, but, you know, mo better loots. So, you know, the implication there being, you know, if you don't like this, shut up. We're going to give you a better, we're going to give you a fancier thing. So um, that will be your buyout. Um, and, you know, at first this all just kind of gave me the Homer wind up monkey brain. But then I was, uh, listening to the, one of the videos that I forwarded you this morning, uh, in which the guy was talking about, I think you replied back saying, yeah, you, you pretty much agreed with the guy, um, that, um, you know, this whole idea of the changes they're describing, they, they have made. You know, it was something akin to Amazon migrating their entire development environment to Star Engine over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, easy peasy. Hey, look, there's a puppy. <laughs> but um, other than that, in theory, I you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess I, because I, I didn't play in the alpha, so I don't know what it was like, you know. And I, so I don't know what there, I don't have a, um, a real sense of what it is that they're actually taking away um uh you know it's uh, because you know if if everything was essentially null sec um in the game in the in the alpha you know eve has high low and and null sec areas um sure i mean i you know i get you know i get value to the first time a player logging in them not getting ganked Uh, you know i i i see the value in that but I don't think you extend that, you know. For at some point, you got to take the training wheels off, and how you incentivize the removal of the training wheels—I I don't know. That, that's up to you guys. But yeah,
1: um, you kind of started you know, it into a tutorial area anyway.
0: Okay. Okay. He—he he may the way that that Scott with one T was making it sound was um, that uh, people were complaining that they couldn't even get into the game because there were. Um, you know, gang squads just lined up at the initial spawn point and were just, you know, killing people as they popped into the game. That so. was not even remotely my experience, but all right. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, and I've seen in a couple of other places that um, people saying that the changes were being made to, um, to deal with, with the dickheads, but I don't think that that's an effective way to do it. Um, No. But Scott Scott with one T said, he said, We tried a lot of different things, and we just, in the end, we realized that we really needed to just gut the entire fucking thing and hand it over to the Care Bears. And now we're all going to sit around a campfire and sing happy songs.
1: (laughs) We have to appease them.
0: I can't believe he used the word appease, by the way. You heard it too, right? I mean, he did. He said the word appease. Jesus Christ um you know i i think that um that uh, well anyway i i i was concerned about that um i had some i had some ideas about how they um might do the thing but maybe i'll save those for after after beta and see how that um uh, materializes um but um you know one of the things that i did think about was uh, and i'm concerned and this sort of ties into one of the things we were talking or a couple of things we were talking about earlier is i want some some realism or some authenticity in how it is that the game works, be, you know, regardless... Ir- irregardless? Regardless. I don't think irregardless is actually a word. Um, of the level of security in a given area. I mean, I want... Um, you know, I want animals to drop meat and or hide. Um, I don't want animals dropping axes. I don't think that makes any sense. Uh, I mean, I think... Um, Corrupted creatures should drop corrupted items, um, which correspond to their former um, selves. So a corrupted pig could drop corrupted, corrupted bacon. There's an idea for a name, um, and or you know skin. And and that was the idea I had. Because Azoth is the magic juice, right?
1: Yeah, I believe that is correct.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Azoth is the magic sauce. Ooh, that rhymed. Um, there's a mnemonic for you. Azoth is the magic sauce. False. Um, so maybe when you kill a corrupted critter or creature or boss, they drop some Azoth, and you can have varying qualities and, and quantities, but players would then need to collect the Azoth, and they could actually trade it as a sort of um, in-game currency too because it is, it is so rare. You know, I got you know, uh, you know, a gallon of Azoth, what will you give me? How many, how many cattle will you give me for that? But anyway, you could use it to in crafting, or perhaps in magical researches, uh, to um, to um, improve your character. You could have um, uh, you could manufacture a corrupted item for human use. You know, assuming a, a, a sufficient level of smithing ability. Um, you know, and if you kill a corrupted boss, damn it! I want you know, and it's like a, a Twenty foot tall Gorgon and he drops like this a mass this massive mace I don't want you know I don't want a player a human-sized player picking that up and just carting it home and say hey look what I got today honey um you know you, you got to like send a cart out and have a bunch of people loaded on the cart and then you bring it back and then that same smith he can disassemble it into reusable components you know it, 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 am I am I kind of being clear on the the kind of um believability that i i I want to um i hope to see in this game
1: yeah um and i i think that's how the game at least felt for me uh when i was initially playing it there wasn't anything too too crazy uh the combat moves felt pretty realistic but the the twitter posts they've made recently i've seen a lot of that kind of fantasy stuff where you see a guy wielding a hammer that should never exist in the first place quite frankly and he's spinning it mm-hmm. like he's a, a goddamn ballerina, and it just doesn't—it oh. doesn't look believable anymore. It looks like they've changed the combat uh, flavor a good bit from what it originally was.
0: Yeah, I mean, at some point you become Ben Stiller in a caricature of an MMO. You know, it's like, okay, guys, you know, I mean, it, it turns into dodgeball. You know, it's like, let's go get them. You know, it's like no <laughs> no I, I want you know I, I want to have a normal size sword you know and sure it can be fancy i don't want it to be too fancy but you know you can you know um uh have it Im- imbued with something that makes it special either for me or for anybody that wields it um and that's fine but you know you gotta you gotta cap that stuff and you know, the problem with, you know, cows that drop, uh, axes is that, you know, at some point people get tired of the axe that the cow is dropping. And so then they got to ratchet up to, um, to, a, a nice broadsword. And it's like, you know, my cows that I eat don't have broadswords in them, you know? So it's like, it's, at that point, it's, it's, it's just the suspension of disbelief is just much too much. So like I said, but, You've been in there, I've not been in there, or you've been in a version of it. I've not been in anything of it yet, but um, let's hope that they're able um, to do something about it. Now, the next thing that he mentioned that I picked up on was uh, the PVE slider. Oops, I'm sorry, I meant the PVP (laughs) opt-in. It's a switch, it's not a slider. Believe it this time. Um, I don't know. Um, This sounds hacked into me i don't know why we just don't do high sec low sec null sec you know yeah why 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 are we doing
1: opt-in this opt-in nonsense especially the thing that kills me is they not only added the flag but they also ripped out all the pvp systems that would have made pvp more bearable for pve players so it's Mm -hmm. if you're opting in you can get screwed over and the game no longer cares about you at all. There's no criminal system. There's no bounties. There's no nothing to get, you know, retribution or anything like that to, to take care of the, you know, the players who are dickheads. There's, there's nothing Mm -hmm. for that anymore. So if you want to play the PVP game, you are not playing the same PVP game. You would have played just by having that flag on because they have gutted systems out of the game. Oh
0: man. What do you think the chances are that they'll run another alpha just to see? Because this is a huge... You can't go to beta with a change like this. You know, you got to alpha it again.
1: I, you shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't. Um, but I, I have a feeling they will. And it, that's what I got out of when he said we want players to show us the direction to take the game. You know, we're making a PvE game now, but we we haven't added dungeons. I don't know if they're going to add quests in the intermediate period. I mean, maybe maybe they will. Um, but it sounds like they don't have the PvE content there yet, and it sounds like they they want people to help them find the new direction for a game which no longer has one. How do you do that after one alpha? You Because know, how long was the alpha? Well, it wasn't just one alpha. I believe there were um, several different periods. Oh, okay.
0: All right, all right. All right,
1: didn't, didn't know that. That's fine, okay. Yeah, I think it came on and off um, occasionally. But it, was, it was mostly like like hardcore testing, like this is the alpha, everyone go to this point and do this thing, and we're going to test this system this time. Okay.
0: Well, I hope it's, I hope it's not too late to, I mean, because they're locked into a May release, which is four months away,
1: probably. Yeah, um, if we don't I see that like, get almost... pushed back, I... Uh... I have a unicorn horn on my, on my forehead, so... <laughs> you do, and
0: and not not on a creature that would normally be wearing a unicorn horn. I no. um, uh, Yeah, it's, that was kind of distressing. Um, there are going to be factions, which I think is good, uh, and the companies will exist within one of three different factions. Um, and we are supposedly going to get more funner wars in the opt-in PvP areas. But you never have to play in a PvP area if you don't want to, and I guess that's okay. Again, going back to high sec, low sec, null sec, um, you high sec is a PvP area in Eve, but just the consequences are are severe enough that there's not really a reason to go hunting in in high sec unless it's a an assassination where you, you know you get um, you know half a dozen um, modestly uh, priced chips and then you go ram the target of your um, of your assassination. Um, you're dead before Concord the police um, the in-game uh, NPC police can even get there um, so it doesn't matter they, there's there's because Concord doesn't arrest anybody Concord just kills people you know so if you, if you attack somebody in high sec, Concord comes up and kills you. It's not like, well, he stole my thing. It's like, well, no, you attacked him here. You can't do that. You're dead. You have. You should have known better that you have to take this out into um, uh, low sec or null sec. So I don't know why they're
1: not doing that here. Um, uh those big battles seem significantly diminished as well because now it's this it's an event that happens in a specific time you know we're mm-hmm. we can announce when we're going to do PvP it's not really free form and it's these 50 v50 instanced battles so you're not you're not bringing in friends from other clans you're only able to pick 50 people in your clan if you have a big clan all of a sudden you know PvP is right. uh, and defending your stuff is now relegated to this upper echelon class, you know? <laughs> You're right? I, right? We probably won't be the people getting to defend our stuff if we're in a larger group because we don't dedicate so much time to PvP. I god that that makes me sad because that's really what I want to do.
0: Um, but you know, in the PvP, when you are killed, you no longer lose your stuff. I think probably the only thing you can lose in the scheduled war events is your your territory. Yeah. You don't... This is so stupid. I mean, it's like... Um, because the downside of ownership is the ever-present possibility of loss. I mean, battle should be a wager or a sacrifice. Either I am willing to wager what I'm bringing into battle that I can fight well enough and make good enough decisions during battle that I won't lose all my stuff, that I've worked so hard to earn. Or, you know, kind of similar to that example I just gave you about, about High Second Eve, I can gather 49 of my closest friends and we equip ourselves with disposable gear and then we bum-rush the castle and see how things go. Um, yeah,
1: that's not a strategy you can employ in a game like this anymore. That's really sad. That's yeah. really, really sad. It's not like you lost all your stuff before anyway. Like, all the stuff you had equipped on you, you kept, which is the most important stuff, you know? That's not a huge deal in a battle um, if you lose oh, you your, see, now... your health potions or whatever.
0: Oh, and I see. Now, I thought you lost your gear.
1: No. Um... Now, everything that's equipped on you, you kept when you died. So then what did you lose when you died? Yet, the other stuff in your inventory was what you lost. The stuff you didn't have equipped.
0: Oh, 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 oh. So they stole your, your backpack, but they left your um, your special magic sword in place? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, that's that. Well, you know what? Given the appeasement philosophy, I get how... Um, how Well, this was prior to that. But uh, yeah, I mean, because... Yeah, I had this plus five awesome sword of awesomeness and he took it from me! I love it!
1: You know, it's like, ooh, wow, I can't believe I, I did that. Um, you shouldn't be any now, more punishing than Dark Souls. I feel like that's a good... Yeah, like minimum. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Um, you know, because I think, and again, kind of, kind of back to my idea of using Azoth as a as a currency, sort of a secondary <clears throat> currency, because I'm, I'm assuming that, that there's going to be like gold is going to be a currency, right? Or something like that. Or, you know. Um, yeah, I think what there's what money. Are uh, royals or councils or something like that. Um, assuming that, that, um, that that's not, you know, that you could use it for that, but, and then also use it for crafting. I mean, you know, I was thinking, how cool would it be if, you know, given the different grades, you know, strengths or purities of Azoth that you might get, if you killed, you happened upon, um, like one of the toughest bosses and defeated them, there was a, a, a percentage chance that he would drop just like uber Azov, and you would be able to use that to craft a one-of-a-kind um, um, uh, tool or, or, I mean, weapon or piece of armor, you know, and the image I'm, I'm having is of, um, of uh, what's-his-name in The Hobbit, you know, he had the Arkenstone. You know, which was mounted above his um, his throne in uh, Dweladan. Is that where the dwarves lived there? I don't remember. But um, But anyway, so you have this incredibly special thing that your faction has crafted from a material it won in an epic battle with um, the environment, um, and so that's like your thing now. And so m- somebody else can wage war against your faction, another faction can challenge you, and they maybe are going after that item. And if they take it from you, then they are are the kings of your server um, until somebody takes it back from them. Um, Or maybe even they can't equip it. They can't use it. But what they can do is they can take it to that um, that Mountain Doom-looking area with the bubbly... um, Uh, french onion soup pot that we've seen in some of the videos except it's all red um, and throw the item you've crafted back into there and it gets returned to the um, the domain of the island and then the island will again at some point in the future spit it out um, in uh will spit the 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 uh, the rarefied azoth out in another um uh, uh epic creature and the process can repeat itself maybe a different faction will claim that uh that material and craft it into something special there too so you know it's sort of a macguffin in a way but you know it's a way to create scarcity in the game maintain that scarcity um in a way that creates a desirable uh an incentive for factions to battle with one another and you could even like you know some place like at a temple somewhere have you know everyone that has had that level item in the game, um, and thereby been you know sort of the de facto uh, ruler of the island, you know their name is inscribed on a, on a stone someplace, and um, you know they get uh, they get half off their uh, second uh, cheeseburger at uh, In and Out Burger or something. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just man, I, you know. Why 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 is this so hard is what I'm not understanding. That sounds I mean,
1: like something I would see in the new version of New World, but maybe not so much in the the version that was alpha for everybody. It's it's a okay. lot higher fantasy than I than what I got out of the game, vibe wise. It was more stuff like, um like we're a trading company and we're gonna go up north where it's really cold and we have to wear specialized gear and there's harder monsters and because the the resources up there are so much rarer, we're gonna have to worry about, you know, carting that stuff back, or player bandits gonna try to steal our stuff. So there's all those other ways mm-hmm. they created scarcity for resources that are, in essence, very you know basic, like furs or rare ores or things like that. You can only get up okay. in the winter places.
0: Okay, and very okay. Generic. That's fine. That's fine. Um. I'm just you know I'm so frightened of Korean MMO RPGs. <laughs> I, I just I'm just you know I'm 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 dreaming in my in my nightmares. I'm seeing these pink flamingo broadswords, you know, and I just I I, I can't I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was more like being really happy about the fact that you had like like hardened steel as it on your spear. Super cool, okay. very excited about that. Um, it okay. sounds like so the tell, game will tell, not be tell like more that. now. Yeah.
0: More, more like that level of tech. Okay. Yeah. That's excellent.
1: I didn't see a lot okay. of high fantasy stuff, but it, obviously in the, the new trailers and the new, um, you know, GIFs that we've seen, there is a lot more high fantasy in the game now.
0: Mm. Well, hopefully um, people will be responding in the forums. And um, I don't know, where, where are they watching? Are they watching on Twitter? Is that the only place they watch?
1: Uh, I think they, they have some other things like Instagram and stuff, but definitely seem like. When they were showing feedback in that video, I saw a lot of Twitter, and they talked a lot about the feedback on Twitter. So that seems like their primary method of gathering feedback.
0: Okay. Which is unfortunate, because, I mean, I, I would like to uh, communicate some of these ideas that I have. <laughs> I need to listen to my ideas for the perfect game. Um, you know, or at least try to offer some constructive criticism. But, I, you know, that's tough to do in, what is it, 180 characters? Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, I'll look into it. They may, maybe they have a Discord server or something. I don't know I'll do something, but uh, definitely before we record again, I want to um, I want to try I want to try to save our game. Um, they have a fan but anyway, Discord. but I don't know
1: about an official one.
0: Okay. Um, okay. So um, a couple more things that he talked about: um, that war is going to be both instanced and in the open world. Uh, fifty v fifty, but once kicked off, no one else can enter. So that that sounds pretty instance to me.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's in the open world, but it's blocked off by magical force fields, and no one can join or do anything about it. So it it might as well be instance. But we didn't feel like spinning up another server, is what I heard. Oh uh, man, okay. That's what I got out of that. I
0: thought maybe they should talk to uh, Amazon about getting some of that AWS magic, huh?
1: Huh? They, huh? they definitely are already using it to have the, the player counts that they've been talking about with this game they, they've got yeah, some yeah. some lumberyard networking whiz bangs
0: <laughs> that's right well you know uh you should uh you should talk to them about uh about swapping straight across for star engine maybe that'll fix things mm. um yeah huh. um and um and then so and I know you, you, I think you disagree, but I like the idea of the scheduled war, um, the appointment for war, (laughs) the appointment for war This sounds like like a bad 50s black and white movie with uh, Frank Sinatra. Um, uh, And just because if our, say we have a castle on a piece of land and it's really cool, it's going to get attacked because of how cool we are. Um, I would prefer that we be able to like all be there to defend it instead of, you know, and not have to depend like in, in Eve, they have these large groups. They have players all around the world. They have guards posted round the clock, you know, or they have ways of telling because the, the spa- the spaces in there are so vast. I think they have ways of telling when a potential enemy is making their way toward held territory. Um, I, I don't get the sense that um, that um, what is the name of the island again? Uh, um, A- Avion, Arion. Um, oh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. Um, I don't get the sense that this island is that big. You know, we're not talking like continent size. We're talking, you know, maybe like well, maybe maybe something like Iceland or Greenland or something like that. Um, but. I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be from the point of, hey, let's attack those guys to the actual attacking of those guys be that long of a turnaround. And so I think it's a good idea to have a chance to defend. Um, and also, you know, it's, it may be a little out of um, the context of authenticity, but, you know, if you know an attack is imminent, and you could probably, you know, retcon some sort of a, of a story to, to fit this, but you would begin, you know, organizing your, your folks and your materials to prepare for that battle, um, as opposed to always being in a battle-ready state, you know. Uh, and again, back to the metagame, if, if we have a way to negotiate with other factions outside of the game or within the game, but have it essentially be agreements with other factions to not attack us, then perhaps we can develop relationships will, which will allow us to some sort of unfettered time... To uh, to develop our resources a little bit more, and then and then we betray them and take all of their stuff. You see, mm-hmm. um, so um, yeah, because there, there's no there's no agreement without betrayal. That's just it. You know, it's like it's like salt and pepper, or like Coke and Pepsi, like boxers or briefs. Um, so yeah, I um. I'm, you know, I I definitely want to see how the how the time thing works. I'm sort of distressed to to see that. Uh, did the curtain look like the like the silly uh, battle royal curtain they have in the um, in that other game? Oh, that's actually no, it's a different developer. Uh, never mind. Um, but <laughs> it's like a or like a. Did, did they have the common decency
1: to set up like some grandstand so people could sit and watch? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's going to be a big stupid force field thing. I. I actually like the idea of people not having to be on all the time just to control land. Um, I, I don't think that should be the only time that we have huge battles. But if you're going to mm-hmm. lose territory, you sh- you should be given um, you know time to respond and a in a way to do that and still have a life. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, welcome to play
0: in whatever ship you got for as little or as long as you want. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I I agree. Um, and because otherwise it's not really an interesting fight, too. I mean, you want to have both sides put up their their best um, their best uh, face, and um, so I think people need need time to prepare for that. Um, and so then. There's no more criminal system. We talked about that a little bit. I just think it's such a bad idea, and you know, and this just really bizarre statement of, well, no, opt-in PvP is going to take care of that. How? That doesn't you make know, any sense. You know, it's like, what happens if someone sets my barn on fire, you know, and kills all my horses, um, you know, takes all my crops? What what do I do? Do I go hang out in PvP world and wait for someone that looks like an arsonist to show up? I mean it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. There's no there's no consequence for behaving badly. You know, it it just
1: I mean, do you have to be flagged for PVP in order to burn down a barn? I would imagine with this new instance system that you can't even damage someone's um at least static property like that. And probably the same goes for wagons oh. and such, which just totally takes the interest out of the game in in so many ways. Yeah. Um, one thing
0: he did. One good thing he did reiterate is that the territory ownership change is got to, got to happen through war. That that's good. That's good. You, it's got to. It is sort of weird. It's like we've taken this sort of um, archaic medieval environment, you know, for the most part, and then returned back to the notion of, you know, I walk up to you and slap you with my glove. And <laughs> and then you say, very good, you know, and then we go choose our seconds. And then, uh, you know, we have our, our shield wenches and our wagons full of, uh, you know, uh, uh, courtesans uh, who uh, come to view the, uh, the duel. Because there are pistols. They have pistols in there. So mm-hmm. that's that's um that's
1: good <laughs> just like you see i told you monty python that's what i watched um at the same time i could see people trading territory like you have a bit over there that's closer to me than it is to you and i i could kill you and take you know your territory but you know you can give me the same sort of trade where something's closer to uh to you than it is to me but i but i own it and I'll, I'll give you that if you give me this and I think that's something that happened all the time back then with trading territory.
0: That is an excellent point. And that was some, another thing that I was thinking about as far as the war by appointment mechanic is. Um, because if we have that latitude within, within the metagame, then say that I, I challenge you to war in three days' time. And you accept... And then we begin negotiating. And you see, I want your land because what I really need is grain and other foodstuffs. You got plenty of grain and food, but you lack the necessary, uh, player count and gear to wage a successful defense against me. You also lack the sufficient, uh, protection to expand your, your crops or your, um, um, your, your agriculture. So, um... Um, so we can get together on the side and we can strike a deal. I say, all right, um, uh, you um, uh, I will give you protection to expand your farms um, if you um, provide me with this amount of grain now. And the duration of this agreement will last for a certain period of time. Now, at the same time, you could, um, you could go, uh, sneaky sneaky on me, and you could make an arrangement with um, uh, the third faction, the third uninvolved faction, and say, look, on the day of, why don't you um, show up, um, and this was, this was, you know, uh, dependent upon my, uh, another idea I had of not having war be sectioned off like you described, and just have it be all-encompassing across the the open PvP area, um, and have whoever wants to participate show up. You don't have to have a specific mechanic. You do have to keep you do have to keep track of the score within that P, open PvP area. But at the end of it, you know you have you have the two contestants, uh, faction A and B, and then you have faction C who may go in and try to tip the scales one way or the other dependent upon an arrangement that they may or may not have reached with one side or the other. So um, it seems like a simpler solution than what they're doing, and you're able to involve more people and um, and create, again, that sort of on the stage, out of uh, the the game itself, um, uh, metagame, sort of context for everything so um yeah i god man you know i it's 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 weird looking at a game like this at this point in the development process because it just you just see so much possibility and so many opportunities and then you know every time they open their mouths you go oh jesus you just you just killed the damn game (laughs) (laughs) why did you do why did you kill the goddamn game why didn't you listen to me screaming at my walls in my bedroom in my basement
1: well this that isn't happens. how it's supposed to be you know you're supposed to you're supposed to know the kind of game you want to make and you're supposed to make a you know most of it and make it in a playable mm-hmm. state you put it in alpha you know you make it even more playable you take it to beta and then you ship it you're not supposed to yep. <laughs> you're not supposed to go to alpha and then change. Most of the game, you know, just cuss and <laughs> no. then go and then go to beta like nothing happened.
0: <laughs> no, no, um, it's yeah, have, having having that plan,
1: you know, that's, that's, that's a really good thing. And the, the laundry Wait. list of games like that where they've, you know, if things have been one way in alpha or one way in beta and then they completely change, especially if it's PvP mechanic and they completely change. Uh, going to the final production version, I, I there's a laundry list of games where they've done that and immediately just failed on release because they, you've got a player base and they've they've told their friends about how the game works. Mm-hmm. There has been marketing about how the game works currently, and right. uh, and then people get in and it's not what they were promised, not what they were told about, not what that not what was advertised, um, you know, right, literally right. and figuratively. And it, it just kills yeah, I, MMOs.
0: Must be why there's only twenty five of them coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, how many of those are even going to make it to release? I mean, there's so many yeah, MMOs yeah. that never even get out of the gate in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it's um you know,
0: and I there's I think there's a, a fair amount to talk about there um, relative to the other one that you were really interested in, the uh, um, Ashes of Creation. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's finish up with uh, New World. Um, um, I, I think that pretty much covers the stuff that they said. Um, I, I, I am, I'm scared, but I'm you know I'm gonna keep a stiff upper lip and, and, and see what beta looks like. I thought for a second you know I, I should just go ahead and refund now and wait and see what beta looks like. and then if it looks okay, buy again, but because um, uh, I haven't obviously I haven't played anything yet. But um, I, I think I'm going to hold on, and maybe I will look um, at the first couple days of beta before actually installing the game. And uh, if it looks really bad, then go ahead and refund it then. But uh, um, I don't know. I just, I, you know, and I think how they respond uh, to us, and you notice how I have become a central uh, part of the player community already.
1: Um, <laughs> it was quick.
0: That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I move. On. I'm, I'm very cat-like like that. Um, uh, you know how they respond um, is um, is uh, important. I mean, in that last video that they put out, I didn't, I didn't send, I didn't get any any smell of bullshit. You know, I mean, I just got, I just, I just disagreed with what they said. I didn't, um, I didn't feel like they're, um, like they were. Um, they were, you know, shoving anything down the line or, you know, trying to redirect attention towards, you know, hey, if you buy now, you know, you can get this uh, this shiny um, um, pre-order bonus. Except for the part um, where they literally said that. Except for the part where they literally said that. Yes, you are correct. Um, that was but, the end um, of the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's, you should get this necklace because it's really cool.
0: Yeah, but you know what? He also made a point of saying the people that, it, that have already... Played in the alpha, they're going to get something which distinguishes them as well, and it's too late to to give them money and get that too. So at least for now, I guess. Uh, um, in um, um, uh, Creations of Ashes, they're talking about. It was so funny. They were talking about it was something equivalent to lifetime insurance, hmm. and they were talking about how there were packages like like five hundred dollar packages at the Kickstarter that got something like that as part of that package. And no one else was ever going to get it. And then they offered something this last summer where they also were going to get that. And people were going, "Hey, what the hell?" <laughs> and I said, "Huh? Where have I heard this story before?" <laughs> um, so, but there were a couple of questions uh, real quick that I, I, I still had about uh, about uh, uh, the game after um, uh, that video was done, and that was. Um, uh, how are the goods and services sourced within the economy? Is everything player sourced? I mean, is everything like Eve? Is everything harvested, uh, fashioned, or, or, you know, uh, crafted and then sold on up the supply chain, or is it, um, um, is it, uh, is there a, is there a sort of um, default NPC? Um, vendor that um offers stuff at a fixed price determined by the developers
1: and the alpha that i played I, I don't know if i ran into any npcs i definitely didn't run in i guess there were some um like trainers or something but yeah that, i think you had to craft everything or get it from another player if i remember correctly
0: that's good um any um sense of if there's going to be an auction house
1: I didn't see anything like that. I, I think the idea was you're going to have to bring your goods from place to place. There is no magical storage, or there was no magical storage like that.
0: Okay. Um, and um, uh, but you are able to trade with other players directly. Yes. Okay. Good. Well, you know what? If if I'm a, a smith and I make awesome swords, um, then you know I load them in my wagon and I go from town to town and I say, you know, Gleep's Awesome Sword Emporium. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm here all day, um, buy my swords or I'll tell you jokes. Um, that, that's fine. Um, and because uh, I think that those, those things are very important because I think that, you know, apart from bad, you know, battle mechanics or um, uh, event mechanics, I think the quickest way to kill a game is to, is to screw up its economy. And um, I think it, the more that it's in the players' hands, the better off it's going to be because it's going to incentivize people to farm or to mine and then to smith because otherwise that stuff doesn't exist. And so if you if you want to be a Care Bear and and play um, and never go into PvP ever, um, then that's fine. You can do that and you can contribute. You're still contributing to the world. And I think that that's, that keeps people... That helps keep people uh, um, engaged, and I, I'm, I'm and I'm sorry, I don't mean to uh, be so derisive about Care Bears. Um, I, I am one myself a lot of the time, but there's just there there's this inner you know like PVP demon that is just uh, itching to get out now. So um, I'm, I'm going through puberty is what's yeah. happening. So there's people
1: that are PVE focused, and there's people that are like they only want pvp to the point that they are willing to hate people that like pvp at all and it's just it's you know it's us or them and i I don't understand why things have to be that way i've I've seen that really drastically represented in the new world reddit oh my god Mm. Well, you know, and people that only want to do
0: PVE doesn't mean that they're care bears. It could mean that basically what I want to do is Farmville in a really cool new environment with, you know, um, lots of people walking around. And, and and there's nothing at all wrong with that because you're helping me. You know, you're helping me do what I want to do by doing what you do. And, um, you know, so you 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 scratch mine, I scratch yours, and then
1: everybody is itch-free together. Yeah. So. I was seeing a lot of uh, um, you know good. I'm I'm glad the game doesn't have PvP. Uh, go fuck yourself. It was it was basically a lot of people were like really really happy about it and not really seeming to grasp the fact that mm-hmm. that it's a PvP game that's making a huge right. shift without any lead time. You know to to compensate.
0: Well, they they just went and they changed the headers on all the uh, source files, so it's okay.
1: <laughs> It's Lumberyard now.
0: <laughs> Yay, finally. Um, and, um, you know, yeah, I, I think that a better way to manage players is through incentives and disincentives, not through not through hard mechanic, you know, NPC implemented rules. Yeah. You know, like, you know, these, these bushels of corn cost 25 gold. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, well, no, but, you know, how much gold, how much corn do you have? I have all the corn. Well, would you like to sell some of it for five gold? No, all the gold costs $25 per corn. Or gold, but yeah, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: 25 corns of uh, gold.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's fine. I'll take my gold home and I'll eat at it instead. Um, I'll be Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Gameplay. Uh, uh. Governed by players. Um. Which will require Amazon giving. You know. I, we need Amazon to step up and be a grown-up Viking. <laughs> like like our buddy Hilmer and um, and give us the latitude to uh, to uh, develop the game for ourselves or to create the game, not develop it to create it. They have to develop the game. We get to create the game within the game they develop. All right. Um any final thoughts? Obviously we're going to be looking at this again, probably each and every show for a while now. Um, until we, uh, <laughs> until we strap ourselves with road flares and go charging into their headquarters. Um, <laughs> that'll show them. <laughs> um, uh, anything else about that? Or you want to move on to uh, project Gorgon
1: real quick? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. Just seriously considering a, uh, a refund, just a, to pull the cord. Yeah. yeah. Let me know if you do. Let
0: me know if you do. I might, I might follow you, but... God, I want it to work, you know? I, and I can't give up that part of me that really wants these games that I uh, become invested in to work, you know? It's like, I, I, re- I really want that girlfriend to stop sleeping with other guys. You know, I just really want that to happen. <laughs> um, and it never did. Um, okay, so Project Gorgon... Only last week ago, um, uh, last week ago, yeah, last week I learned about this game from you. There was a demo, so I said, sure, why not? You seemed extremely excited by it, Um, and so um, I I trust your compass. Um, And it was ugly as sin, it still is ugly as sin, and it's just crazy fun. So, of course, I gave Steam another $40, and I can't stop playing this game when I'm not... Doing things that I'm supposed to be doing, um, and of course, <laughs> because I just upgraded to an RTX 2080, this is the game I can't stop playing. Um, this proves it. I'm nothing but a battery in the matrix. Oh yeah, that reminds me, Cyberpunk 2077. It's been delayed, but of course it is. Five months. Five months. of 'em, five. We got, got one, two, three, four, and one for the thumb.
1: And it was supposed to be such a busy time for games, and um... I, I think there's like two things coming out that haven't been delayed. Like, it's crazy. Everything's been delayed.
0: Man, it's it's like it's like the carnival is coming to town, and you show up day of, and there's just like a sad drunk clown passed out on in the city park. You know? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It's not. It's not. It's not what. It's not what you said. Every
1: booth has a sign that says "Come back in five months."
0: Yeah, come back in five months. Yeah, the uh, the popcorn will still be fresh um so real quick how did you find out about this game and why do you this is sort of the question i keep asking why do you think it works so well because it does it works very very well
1: yes uh so i saw it on steam forever ago and i i looked at the graphics and i was like i recognize those assets from you know looking myself through asset stores just trying to find um you know cheap assets and everything in the game is is like that i think there's, there are very few custom models, if any, and I, I totally wrote it off and I, I wasn't interested. And then I mm-hmm. saw a um, an article from the, it's called Choose My Adventure, is the series, I, I can't remember the name of the blog off the top of my head, but um, he was talking about how like, you know, he had the, the sword skill and the psychology skill and he was going around the island solving these these complicated puzzles that no one told him how to do. And he's having skeletons tell him about their mother and all this fun stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fantastic skill. And for, for context, for people who haven't played the game, you can get a, a skill called psychology, and it's a combat skill. You can deal damage by yelling at people, and you can also <laughs> stun them for about, I think it's like six seconds or ten seconds. Um, and during that time, the NPC has to tell you about their mother. And they actually say dialogue <laughs> about their mother, and it's different for different characters. A rat will squeak at you, a, a, a wolf will howl, a skeleton will actually say words about their undead mom, or their potentially living mom, <laughs> if their mom's still alive. Um, and it's it's just it really speaks to the character of the game. So I said, okay, I have to, I have to try this. And it was it was half off for the winter sale, so I, I bought in, and I immediately. Um, within 20 minutes of playing I didn't regret it just the the, the okay. way the game works is so satisfying and fun and trying to find all the all the hidden Easter eggs which there there's so many hidden things to find um, and I'll never forget the first time I unlocked uh, in unarmed combat the kick ability and I punted uh-huh. an enemy across <laughs> the room and I was like I, I this is tap targeted combat and this is um you know, it's it's not an action game. And I just punted a guy, and that's awesome. And I don't think... <laughs> there's not a lot of MMOs where you can change the the escape of the battlefield quite like that, where you can change mm-hmm. the positioning of the enemies by punting them across the room. And there's a lot of skills <laughs> called kick whatever <laughs> from different uh-huh. skill trees, and they're all fun. I, I know, and it's like...
0: And the kick, the least the kick that I have at this point is is so kind of it's like a cartoon generic kick yeah <laughs> you know it, it's kind of like you know it's like a like a, a farmer boot stomp or something you know and the skeletons go flying across the uh across the way and you know one punch and one kick and they're dead and it's just it's so funny especially like when i'm playing um uh, my um uh, my fem- well, all my all my characters are female. My my elf, because you know she's sort of this genteel looking thing, and she does this you know farmer boot kick, and the and the skeletons fly, and it's just it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, for the longest time I was like a I call myself a flip wizard, because I was doing the unarmed <laughs> monk combat in fire magic, and I just didn't have anything else really yet that would work with fire magic. So I was kicking things and then sending a fireball at them after they were a good distance away from me.
0: That's, you know, that's a skill. I mean, and, you know, also, I mean, because you think, of it, you know, we're laughing at that, but I forget what you, we called it like in Guild Wars 2, but there was, you know, when, if you played a tank, there was a skill that allowed you to create space you know um uh amongst a cluster of enemies um so that kick is essentially doing the same thing it's like you know i yeah. can move you out of the way so i can deal with this other guy first and then i'll come back to you and finish you off and so.
1: later on i got a, an aoe ability that does that from the fire class that sends out a, a wave of fire and you can do the same thing with ice and there's all sorts of abilities that do that kind of stuff and they're all very entertaining
0: I want, I want my character to be able to do like the Russian sword dance with the kick and then just kind of like spin around in a circle. <laughs> just like, you know, kicking kicking characters, you know, all all compass, uh, all around the
1: compass there. That does That's sound fun. Maybe it's there. I haven't found it yet. I don't know. There's so many things in the game that I, I haven't discovered yet or that I've discovered recently and I'm like, wow, I had no idea that was a mechanic. Like, um, if you... Get into meditation. You can learn combos for unarmed combat, and the same thing applies for um, calligraphy. If you learn calligraphy, you can uh, memorize combos for the day or for the hour or whatever it is for sword combat. And there's there's Mm -hmm. so many ways and to enhance your experience and to have these synergies between myriad different skills. And there's so many skills in the game. You know, for context, there is. A skill for dying, and it, it unlocks things. <laughs> you know, is right. I, I,
0: I know. I, I leveled up in dying fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah.
1: And there's a, there's a skill for drinking alcohol. There's a skill a skill for so so. There's a, a skill for uh, flower appreciation, or sorry, nature <laughs> appreciation. There's a skill for flower arrangement. There's a skill for for um, gardening. There's just just about everything you can think of, and the only way you'll find these things if you go out and search for them in the world. Cause when you look at your, your skill bar, these things won't show up until you have the, a bare minimum level, like level one in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I,
0: it, it is so, it's, it's so rich. It's, it's, it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, and, it, and it's funny cause one, I don't think I sent you this video as I was listening to stuff, uh, Driving around earlier today, one of the, one of the, one of those youngsters on YouTube, he uh, was uh, talking about his, um, his top 10, you know, pay, was it his top 10 pay to play, um, pay, pay, was it pay to play, and then pay to own, I guess, or so whether subscription or, uh, but anyway, he was, uh, and he went through like, Nine of these games, uh, several of them were, were the kind of the high fantasy uh, Korean MMO types, you know, with the uh, the female chainmail bikini armor, mm. <laughs> you know, the, the kind that I'm pretty sure this kid wrote, drew pictures of in his algebra book in eighth grade, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. two it's years like, ago, dude. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, save save some in your spank back, bank, son. I mean, you, you know, for the future. Um, <laughs> But anyway, at the end of his list, he's like and I got to include this game. It's called Project Gorgon and it is so good. I haven't had I'm so busy doing other stuff. I haven't had a chance to play it and it's, you know, the 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 fidelity is so low, the detail is so low, but it is so much fun. And I'm like, "Wow, that's really cool that, you know, obviously this he he appreciates what's there. He's able to appreciate what's there without uh, without the bikini chainmail, you know. So, um, yeah. Although I don't know, that might be
1: in there too. <laughs> I haven't seen any outfits like that. They're all pretty equivalent for male and female. They are different, but they're pretty. They're pretty um, fair well, in that kind of. It's thing. traditional
0: too, right? I mean, it's it's traditional stuff. It's not. It's not like um, you know in. Um, in the uh, the Ashes game, I think a lot of it also is um, uh, Ashes of Creation. I think some of the stuff. Everyone's running around in smoking jackets, you know, and yeah. um, <laughs> in, and and fancy uh, fancy cocktail dresses, and it's like, you, know, you going to battle or are you going to the opera? I mean, what are you doing here?
1: The wizards um, look pretty pretty
0: fancy. Yeah, got to look into that game more. I mean, I know there was a lot of rage and claims of scam and and. Um, um, you know, failure to deliver on deadlines. Um, again, a lot of stuff that sounded real familiar. Uh, but um, I do like the, the node. The node system sounds very interesting. You know, it's it, the the graphics actually of the environment felt a little sea of theusish to me. A little, a little cartoony. Um, not saying that's a bad thing. But, it's you know, stylized. It's, it's, maybe it's, not that stylized. No, 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 not that. But you know, it's a road. I, I hope they don't go too far down yeah um agreed but yeah all right well um uh sometimes a pig just needs to twerk it out in the middle of the town square
1: that's a good point we should bring up the fact that you can be animals in this game like permanently and you have animal skills that's that's a big (laughs) draw for some people yes i
0: I want to be a cow so bad which you know doesn't really sort of fit with the um, with the Forsaken Bacon theme, but maybe um, maybe like an alt. I can have an alt cow, an alternative cow.
1: Yeah, my second <laughs> character is a was a full time pig, is now a full time uh, deer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can my cat, my pig can have a unicorn horn too? Right?
1: You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a deer specific thing. I've only ever seen it on a deer, so it might be. Oh hmm. uh,
0: well. I guess we have to learn to deal with disappointment at some point anyway so yeah all right. deer with it yeah it's 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 very fancy um no I don't think anything on our on these uh that we've been discussing here is going to be releasing between now and the next show I'm probably going to cut this one up because we're at two hours and 20 minutes I'm going to cut this up into two episodes um so um uh twice twice the uh the content this month folks all for the same low low price of zero ooh um, so uh, keep your powder dry, boys. Spring and then summer's a-comin', and though we can't say for sure which will be the game that captures our forever hearts and our forever minds, and our microtransaction dollars for cosmetics only, we do know there will be something out there that's gonna need a good blowing up, and you can't do that with a damp fuse. So until then, I am still Gleep, he is still Sorian, and this has been New Pants, brought to you by the fine folks over at the Pants Cast family of shows, a wholly owned subsidiary of Gleeps Gaming Network, where all our shows are free to play today and always will be. Tell a friend. And please do be sure to go to gleepsgaming.fund for stuff and links, particularly the one you click on to come hang with us over on our Discord
1: server where you can.
0: Let us see your new pants!
1: Yeah! I've got a note from our investors here that it does say we have to add more microtransactions, so that's um it will be free to play, but you know we gotta make that money.
0: Cosmetics only. For now. Cos dollar dollar billio. <laughs>